today is Monday, April 28th, interview group C at IMS. <clears throat> First group, you want to talk? I need to know about your condition or situation, then I can help more. Mm -hmm. right? So you need to tell me your experience or something to talk about your practice, then we can explore or discuss about this. What do you mean if you were to do it again? <laughs> well, I, I, think that <laughs> I think that your teachings are um, very clear about awareness and the observing the object and, and um, understanding it. To, to help with the wisdom, the awareness. Uh, I, I wasn't as, as um, structured in my mind. I didn't have the, the, uh, the insight and the spaciousness that your teachings allow. นาเลนปอชินเนี่ยบ่รู้ตัวอายุเนี่ยตีเสอะหลุมยออีเนาะอะหลุยมาเชิงบ่เลยนะบ่ตีอะดาปอโอเคสเปเชียสเนาะโอ
something, no topic. So yesterday we were talking about thinking, yeah? Yeah. One see some thought, and everybody see about this thought, thought, thought. Thing. Um, <clears throat> well, <laughs> I, I haven't been too sure well, uh, when you say, you know, just practice all the time. The easiest thing to do is to do the familiar, walking and sitting. Um, so I guess I'm just finding my own rhythm with that. And are you mindful in the other activities? It's just, it can be difficult, but it's only because of being mindful. Yeah. Yeah. Because difficulty means you less practice. Well, not enough practice, that's why difficult. So mm. more practice, daily activity. All right, yeah. okay. And then the other thing that's coming up for me is the night before I came here, I, um, I had promised to help with an event, and at the last minute I canceled out, and um, I'm sure it created difficulties for the people that I canceled out on, and this brought up feelings of guilt. So um, I've been feeling guilt about that, and then remembering many other incidents in my life that um, that I regret. I feel I failed to do what I should have done, made mistakes. So I'm have having. Um, well, it's, I'm unhappy to think about all these things. Memory Memory is better than I memory from a tabby to Kalamuni Bana. I don't know, right? You need to do it. I don't know, but I don't know. 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 This is nature. But he says, if we get involved in the content of the memory and the thought, oh, I did this, you know, they must have done, they must have felt this way, you know, and so on. When we get involved in, with the personalities, the thems and the me's, he said, that's what, you know, all the, the emotion comes up. Memory is not But the memory itself is not memory a problem. Memory is just a tingling thought. Just a thought. We, we look at the concepts inside the thought, inside the memory. We, we identify with the people in, in the story. So as a practice, what you need to do is remind yourself that this is just a thought. A thought is arising, a memory is arising, this is nature. You, you need to sort of like almost theoretically say that. And if the emotion is already arrived, he says then at that point, he says then stop looking at those thoughts. Just watch the feelings associated with it. But don't feed the thought anymore.
just scrub like you you know when you reach out and hold things when you turn on the light turn off the light open the door close the door move one thing after the other mm. oh <laughs> he says then every day will be so fast When you enter your room, do you enter with your leg or your head? My leg. To chill out. Are you sure? Yeah. 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 He said, that's homework.
Oh, I took out your dinner. Yeah, well, the middle of the night, oh, McCowner's egg was when the McCowner's egg was pitching. Whatever to Paula, who looked, who loved you, Paula, she should be a detachy, Chiba Miala, the people of Nagala, Tamalu, Lulamalu, and the dinner. But when the now the emotion is here, he says, then you have to spend the time to watch it. It might be slightly unpleasant, but you have to take the time to watch it. And maybe the mind will come to understand that it's really not necessary to, to just have this, yeah, or something else it will understand about. Mm. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, so I've been practicing for uh, a few decades. And it's only recently that I've noticed that, that I'm really not fighting so much the thoughts and emotions, but more um, acceptance and more ability to be gentle. Mm. Mm. <laughs> As the wisdom grows, as the understanding grows, that's how gentle the mind can be with itself. Yeah, um, thank you. So um, just also along those lines, uh, having a thought arising that before I came to the retreat, that maybe I was... Um, not gentle enough with someone, mm -hmm. um, and and I I noticed that I was able to be gentle with that thought. To the sakansara, to what the chalu poma, to na 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 mama thandan, to na na kisasangere thenere. Tama to to go to phone lo yai bo, to go di ha sinza bro, to go to take a few minutes, to go to pia bro. So how how did you regard that? How what made you able to be gentle with yourself? What was the thought? Um, what was the thought? Is that the question? What was the like the the stance of your mind? The stance of my mind here? was that um, the thought that was arising was of the past. Mm. I couldn't uh, do anything about it in this moment, and mm. all that I could think, all that I could do in this moment. Was to be gentle with the mind. To take a number of matanai. So not to give yourself grief in the moment since okay. you can't do anything. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think um, the question that arises is the learning piece of something that I that I think I did wrong. The learning piece. The learning piece mm -hmm. is maybe just that moment of the thought arising um, that perhaps I could have been gentler, that the learning is just in that moment, but I don't need to add extra. Hmm? Sorry, I'm not really getting the learning. That. The learning um, is just in that moment, uh, I, I, could have, I could have been gentler. The thought arising, I oh, could have been gentler. With the, the learning, other person. Yeah, the right. learning is just in that moment, and anything more uh, is extra. Perhaps it's a question. 
the mind will learn as much as it's able to now. There may be more lessons, but right now this is what it has. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody, any mind, yes, it learns what it can in that moment. And then it's not, I mean, like, for example, to expand on the learning. It's not just this person, it could, it's anyone, right? We could always be gentle with everyone. When, When we are harsh with anyone, the first person that gets is ourselves because we've oh. had to suffer the harshness to bring it out. Right? <laughs> yes. So, yeah. When we when we always look at ourselves rather than other people, then we really see what we do to ourselves with our actions. Right. Yeah, no right. So so there was a, a moment of of where I was able to, in that moment, I was able to choose to be harsh with myself with that thought mm. or be gentle with myself with that thought and I knew I had a choice. Mm. So maybe that was another learning. Yeah. Um, I, don't know if, I don't know if these are questions or comments, maybe both. Um, and so that was the extra learning for me. Um, was to be gentle to, to myself in that moment. Yeah, and that, that's it. That's, I think that's it. I mean, is there more that anything more I, or is that it? The Yes. He says, so the, the very fact that you had a choice to choose which way to be with yourself, he says, shows that there is awareness and wisdom. Because without wisdom, we can't choose the, the, um, the general path. Yeah? So wisdom chooses what is better. With awareness, there is space. With wisdom, there is the ability to choose what is wholesome. Um, yeah. Okay, next. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> um, I'm wondering about uh, investigating the attitude of the mind and the right attitude. <clears throat> and it's, it's easy to see when there's strong aversion or strong attachment with emotions that are difficult or pleasant situations, but <clears throat> when it's when it's kind of even, I'm it's it's hard to see the subtlety of the mind that's wanting something to happen or resisting. Mm-hmm. And I am I am interested, I'm curious, but okay. it's not always clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so you just need to keep building the practice when the awareness and the wisdom are stronger. Yeah, you can see more subtle attitudes and feelings. So when 
the mind finds it too subtle to see yet. He said there's no need to search for it. There's no need to see it yet. Just build the awareness. Be aware of it. Yeah, so build the momentum of the awareness and then the awareness will become able to see. And um, we also need to build momentum, yeah, where the awareness sort of has its own sort of steam, has its own life. And he says because when awareness has its own momentum, then it's it's it it awareness is able to catch the flow of the process of the mind happening naturally at its own speed. Um, and that's when he says investigation can happen. Before that it's all a bit stilted, yeah, because we're a bit slow. It's only when the mind becomes able, he said that it can see. Before it becomes able, it just can't see, no matter how you try. Oh, He says it's like if you talk about levels of intensity of feeling. So say you have aversion or greed, and you can feel, and say there are levels zero, one, two, three, four, five, and five is the peak. He says if you can feel five, and then you watch it, it might drop four, three, two, and then you might feel like there's nothing more. But it's still two; it's not zero. But at that time, if there's not enough, if the mindfulness isn't strong enough, it can't see. Then that's where you have to be, you know. Well, yogi there was a yogi um, in Burma, there's lots of mosquitoes, and he, the mosquito was biting him in his room. He was watching the mosquito, yeah. and he was trying to detect. Yeah. So he's he watching his mind, trying to detect if there was any little aversion towards mm. the mosquito biting him, <laughs> and he couldn't detect any. Um, so he kept watching the mosquito. The mosquito got, you know, it fills up with blood. Yeah, it fills up with blood, and then the mosquito finally let go and then flew off. And then he was watching the mosquito, continued watching and still watching his feelings. And then the mosquito flew into a corner and got caught in a spider web. Uh -huh. And then he felt satisfied. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> he felt so, sorry. So felt kind of happy. And that's when he knew. That's when he knew. <laughs> that was an indication to him that there must have been some little resentment that he could not detect. He bit me. He's the enemy. Can, can I add, just, in, yeah. um, when I started the retreat, I had quite a lot of volatility in my emotions. <clears throat> Something was going on at home. Um, so when it has evened out, it's, it's useful to acknowledge lack of, lack of strong aversion or attachment, or even equanimity. Yeah. Or am I being deluded by coming to that conclusion so soon? Yeah. <laughs> Dima 
So I've been trying to practice in this style for quite a while with Steve Armstrong before meeting you. And, and it was a big relief to me because I couldn't follow my breath. And all the retreats I had been on, they tell you to follow your breath. <laughs> um, but I found the last year or so that, that I tend to get distracted a lot. And I, have, I don't know if you're familiar with, um, they call it here, attention deficit disorder. I, I have it. And, and so I find that without trying to follow any specific object, sometimes I just get lost repeatedly in thought. Um, I just finished a retreat a few weeks ago where, where it was more directed, the, the, um, the observing a certain object for a while. And that helped me a lot. So I'm wondering, um, is, this, is this type of instruction always the best way, or, or is there a middle path between the two? ตัวอือเปียวเลยอืมตุดิโลซาอาทอกว่าตุดอะยันตะตาบ่ซอไอ้ไอ้โนอะตินาเรอะนะปานะลุกไคนอะตัวอะนะปานะมะไลนายเออ
like choose something, choose something. Mm. Uh, but he's fine with either, so long as there's an object. Yeah. Yeah. He, he does want to, um, for the way he teaches, he is concerned about yogis becoming attached to one object. So he does want them, like even if they choose an object, he doesn't want them to be open to other objects impinging on their senses. So if another object is demanding your attention, then please give your attention to that object. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was hidden over there. Um, I'm feeling some anxiety and fear and stuff, so just acknowledging that. Um, oh. Sorry. Um, I find that um, just given the freedom to uh, explore mindfulness, on a moment-to-moment -moment basis, and um, it just feels like you're really alive because mm -hmm. you're aware of your body, your breathing, your thoughts, your emotions. You know, and it just feels um, a vibrancy of life. You know, when I'm in that moment, <clears throat> um, sometimes the mind gets very still, and um, then I start to um, follow the teacher's teaching, and I start to say, well, what's happening? You know, where's my mind? And um, sometimes it feels a little heavy to even uh, put those thoughts in there, because there's a more, uh, I don't know, there's just more of a being with what's happening. And uh, sometimes it's a rapidity of uh, the, just being in the moment is very, um, seems like very uh, transient, you know, it's fast. So putting, throwing something heavy in there feels like it, uh, a little bit. But then sometimes uh, my mind goes to something to explore it. <clears throat> like I was experimenting, maybe I'm saying too much now. No? Sometimes I was experimenting with the seeing and the looking. And I noticed that I could now see when I'm looking for something, you know, looking to desire something or to entertain myself versus just seeing and being in the field of seeing. You know? okay. So I was exploring that because I've never really meditated with my eyes open. So that was an interesting exploration for me to do that. Um, okay, too much? No, okay. I just, um, to, uh, ตูเลลายาเซมซาเซียกาวเนี่ยตูอัตโรดิกาวเนี่ยตูเลยตูเอ่อเพียรเลยตีเลยนะบ่ตูบ่เนาะจ้าเนี่ยหาเลยบ่
ดิทามีเลยอ๋อโอ้เซกโกตัดตาอ๋อโหดิทามีเลยอ๋อกุนะเปียวตัวเปียวตัวดิทามีโหเอ่อผิดตาเนี่ยเมียเนี่ยเล
like be the feeling. Be the feeling. Yeah, yeah go more. Be the feeling. feeling. Yeah. So Sorry? Not, it's not like me looking. Yeah. I feel it more. Yeah, to when you when you try to explain these experiences to yourself, try to put the use of the word <coughs> of yourself out of it. Yeah, see that's how the you, problem. Yeah, so, <laughs> so see, see okay. how you can describe the experience. <laughs> see how you can describe the experience okay. Because while you're in that experience, okay. you're not there. Gotcha. You're not there. It's right. when you yeah. try to recall it that you put yourself in there. Right. So as soon as you start to speak, yes, you're in trouble. So you can't. No, but you can't language it differently. Okay. And language it differently will help you to access later that experience without the way it was. So without there the is human. this happening. Just it's this was happening. All yes. Happening. Yeah. This is. You can see this is happening. And I feel, uh, the other thing is I feel kind of, I feel wistful. wistful. I feel, oh. I feel like, <laughs> I never feel my, like the more, because I, well, I've been sitting for a pretty long time, but, and I'm pretty, getting pretty old, so I have spent time to, I don't see why. but I feel like, um, <laughs> my mood is so, like this all the time. Uh -huh. so I never get excited like I used to in the sixties. The dharma used to be exciting. None of us are old. He said we're just one mind in that it's, moment. Yeah, right. one mind. Every uh, moment, one mind. Yeah. Uh, he says you can't add the sixty years of mind and show it. Sixty-seven. Oh, no, I'm Very, very young. So it's time to stop fiddling around. Stop fiddling. Stop fiddling. Stop fiddling. <laughs> he says, you know, 67 is just an idea. You. you can't actually take 67 years and show it to it. No. Just, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the only way to get Awareness has to go away. Just Larry, when I turned 50, Larry said, I'll give you a present. Yeah. Awareness has to go away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Age is because age is just every mind, and every mind is dying in every moment, so it's always yeah. new. All he says, but age is well, the conventional age is good, he says, because we become older and wiser, more mature. He says, Do you want to be young again? No. When we were young, we were, we didn't know, we were dumb. We says, were but now we know, so we don't want to be dumb again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah.
He says, and you know about feeling wistful because things are not so exciting anymore. Uh, you don't, you know, we, we don't get it. He said, but that's fine. He says, you know, it's more peaceful. It's more stable. More stable, more freedom. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> 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 He says the body grows old, but the mind never does. The mind doesn't age. Have you seen the mind age? ซิกอโรวามีซิกอโรวามีซิกอโรวามีซิกอโรวามีซิกอโรวามีซิกอโรวามีซิกอโรวามีซิกอโรวามีซิกอโรวามีซิกอโรวามีซิกอโรวามี
Okay, so this is good? This is fine. And, and so um, then I have a more specific question about um, an object of memory that doesn't feel like I'm pushing it away or bringing it in, but feels delusional, feels very um, foggy, but feels like it's been here for a long time, maybe a very long time, and it keeps coming back, and maybe I'm... Um, it's subtle, and there are several images, but I don't know how to. I don't know how to see it. Uh, there is it just. It's just there. There's a relaxation, but it just comes and it just keeps coming. I just watching. Yeah. yeah. Just watching. Yeah. In memory, do a do not a more swell out and hold that machine. That do. When something is triggered, memory arises, the important thing is are we observing the reality or the concept? The reality is a thought is happening, mm. a memory is happening, or are we getting into the story? That's the concept. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we should stick with the reality, not get caught in the story. Mm. Then, that's mm. it. Next, anything? Mm. I'm not satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but, but, but you know, more. Uh, I'm young. I'm young. What do you not say? Uh, it's just with? there's a lack of patience there, I think. There's a, there's um mm. because it feels as if mm. oh well, yeah, they do. Because you don't uh, clearly know what the memory is? Suppo I suppose that's uh, it. I, I don't clearly know what the memory is. He says so don't need to know the, okay. what the memory is about. Okay. Yeah. There is no memory. Yeah. It's because you want to know what the memory is mm. about, but that's the story, right? That's the fire club. Every time the new, new, new. Every, every, everything that arises in the mind is a new object. Mm -hmm. It's just an object, mm -hmm. including this. Yeah. You see, the problem arises when we think something must come of this, mm. when we're looking for a result. Mm. Mm -hmm. okay. But that's just a problem. Okay. Thank you. So fast to finish? No. No. <laughs> we only have eight in the first. No, there's still some Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um I was I wanted to I wanted to understand what, what was what you meant by mind and sort of went on a little bit of a fishing expedition <laughs> and uh, 
all, all I really saw were, were kind of like shadows of the mind in the form of if thought, maybe thought or attention, mm -hmm. awareness. Um, and so I was relieved a little bit this morning with the instruction, don't, don't look for the mind. Yeah, but when you know the feeling, the thoughts, the attention, the awareness, that's the mind. Because the definition of mind is one that thinks, one that knows, and one that pays attention. Yeah. So just know what you know. It, 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 um, it's, it seemed like it was like um, yeah, looking for the cell or looking for Atman or something. Was was around um, sort of the question of like what what is what is defilement? Um, what's it made out of? Uh, like what uh -huh. is it made out of? Uh -huh. Do uh -huh. uh -huh. what kilita? Uh -huh. uh -huh. <laughs> 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 no. Uh, <laughs> what is it made out of? Internal talk okay. and images, yeah. you know. Oh, okay. uh, but I don't, and and it feels like defilement is often, it's made out. Of, it's like a, a, a dialogue between feeling and thought, or thought enslaved to wrong view or something. But I, I don't know. Feeling and defilement, no. Yeah, to a babi alasro, upama a เอ่อตัวตัวอ่ะบาเนลุกทาเลยสรอตัวอ่ะตัวอ่ะสกลุงนี่อิมเมจอิมเมจเอ่อเนลุกทาแต่แม่คิดเลยตาบาเนลุก
It has some characteristics and um, they call them, I think, uh, it's natural characteristics. So greed has a nature and aversion has a nature and it exhibits its particular natures in various degrees um, and it, it's peculiar to it. That's its uh, nature and that's what you can know about what it's made of. For example, the sign of greed or its characteristic is that it clings, it's sticky. Sticky. Glue. It's like glue. For example, glue, glue. Example given in the text is that it's like glue, it's sticky. The characteristic of aversion is it wants to destroy. But, but you can talk about it, but to experience it, then you, you, you look within, and when there is understanding, you see, you, you can understand that this is what uh, greed does. This is how greed behaves, and this is how... All reality can only be understood. Understood. We can't see it like we can see things. We can't grasp it. It's not solid. Um, it's more abstract, but it can be understood. He says, for example, when he says that something is that the nature of an object is to be known. Theoretically, it seems quite easy to understand. But when you really understand that some that all things that are being known, that's what they are, just being known, it's it's different, very different to understand it for its nature and to talk about it the way we do. All reality is the object of insight. He says it's the same with thinking. So when we think about thinking or we uh, approach the whole, you know, how to be aware of it, we still approach it partially conceptually, mostly conceptually. We know thinking is made of, of the talking and the mind, the words, the images. It's still the concepts. But, and we can sort of remind ourselves thinking is mine, thinking is mine. But it's not the same as when you realize this is thinking mind. Because when you realize, you're free. It frees the mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, information brings happiness. It's just people. information, he says, so we just have to keep practicing. Mm. <laughs> he says, knowing as well, knowing, awareness. <coughs> he says, you can't see it, but you can know it. Well, touching and knowing and touching and do peeling. Touching and knowing and do peeling. That means touching, flower digging, knowing what my mother when 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 we know anything, anything, so a simple object like touching, touching we know the touching, but we don't know that the knowing is there with the touching. We think that the awareness is, but there is actually something else there, knowing the touching. Knowing is when touching Without that knowing of the touching, which is with the touching, he says we can't be aware of the touching. We know it through. We are aware of the touching through that knowing, but <laughs> there you have it. You don't know what <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> you understand. Yeah. 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 Very interesting. Okay. If interest is enough. Experience at the bottom of the Yes. He says our experiences will show us, will but teach us, and show us the way. We just need to practice a lot. Teach him your If we truly want to know. <laughs> okay, next. It's much that we want to know a little bit. Anybody in the next group want to say anything? Yeah. Um, yes, I've been uh, experiencing over the last two days very strong um, awareness of defilements, particularly the defilement of greed. Um, and <clears throat> through this awareness, I realize um, how much suffering uh, is caused by this greed. <clears throat> um, and I have memories of a great deal of suffering as a result of this. Um, and I had an experience yesterday where I was aware again of this defilement of greed. And this spontaneous feeling of compassion arose. Um, compassion for myself and my suffering, which then translated almost instantly into compassion for all beings who suffer. And it was, it was a beautiful feeling. Um, and it, was very, it felt very healing. And so I was wondering whether Sayadaw could speak to, I guess, how maybe the Brahma Viharas, um, how we can work with that, with the defilements. Is there sort of a connection there that we can work with? OK. มันเลยตัวเนี้ยตัวกิเลสอะไรเนี้ยอิชูเนี่ยอะไรเนี่ยตัวจีเนี่ยไอ้โลบะจําเราตัวขยันหน่อยเลยแล้วมีอะไรน
Then when it's not present, you'll also recognize when it's not present. 
but you can't actually do something to take it away. Yeah. We can never do something. We cannot, you know, we cannot fix it. You know, we can only recognize it for what it is right now. Like we think we should have wholesome minds, but really that's not... The practice is to be aware of things as they are right To think it should be like this or should be like that, he says, not for this practice. The wisdom will do it. Wisdom will will fix it when wisdom arises. Our uh, what we do is um, to bring awareness as much as possible so that wisdom can arise. Mm. Let go, let go, but pure aloeda. Let go, This is, for example, the the notion of letting go. Um, sometimes we can't let go. Uh-huh. Oh. He says, so it becomes... Very easy to talk. So it becomes a conflict for the yogi to try and let go, mm. rather uh, than recognize that, that the mind is not letting go. Yeah, yeah. Letting go is the work of wisdom. When wisdom comes, it will do its work. We, we aren't supposed to go in it. We learn that in learning. Yeah, learning. We, can, we can just learn. Don't throw a spanner in the world. Watching and learning. Watching and learning. Watching and learning. That's good. Okay. So, but can the awareness help lessen the, sort of the grip of that sense of yeah. I or maybe, or when, when these thoughts arise? Wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah. Awareness can't be wrong. Only with the arising of wisdom, all these things are lessened. Awareness and wisdom are not yeah. Awareness is the prerequisite for wisdom to arise. Wisdom cannot arise in the absence of awareness. So we're putting out lots of awareness so that wisdom can come. Awareness is acknowledgement. Yeah. Awareness is just a witness. Awareness cannot prevent the defilements from happening. Interesting. Sometimes there's a fine line between being aware and feeding the thought. I can oh, be aware oh. of the thought, but am I also perpetuating that sense of self or perpetuating, you know? If as you're watching the thoughts. Yeah. As you're watching the thoughts and, and if the thoughts keep going, and especially if it's an unwholesome thought, he says you might just keep be keeping the thought going. You know, um, it's not just gonna go away by itself. Yeah. So you need to help the awareness with right view. Remind yourself, this is just a thought. This is just a thought. This is and then check for the desire to think, because that's keeping it going. Yeah. That that's the reason. The cause for the thought to continue and continue is the desire to think. So if there's a desire to think and you're watching thinking, it's not going to stop because the desire to think is 
keeps feeding the train of thinking. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'd like to follow up on the um, conversation you just had with this gentleman over here. I think I read somewhere that you said that there is no awareness without an object. They always go hand in hand. Did I, mm -hmm. did I yes. get that right? The I machine, the D machine. Yeah. Yeah. So then when when awareness takes on a different flavor or quality, you know, let's say it's constricted or it's broad and open or it's, um, uh, there might be, um, uh, you know, tensions within the space, mm -hmm. or it might be the things, just impressions that kind of go flying across. That's basically a that it has those qualities because of what? Because of how one then is holding the, knowing the object, or how, what what gives rise to the different qualities of, mm -hmm. of, of awareness. The mm -hmm. It all depends on the level of wisdom that's in the mind at that time. We have five faculties that are working when we meditate, right? You know the five faculties? Yeah. So, um, and these five faculties should be in balance, but they're not always in balance. And when, depending on what, what the balance of it is, is how we experience mindfulness. And the thing that affects it most is, um, uh, is the wisdom, is the panya bit. Um, so when there's right attitude or right view, it helps to stabilize mindfulness when there's no right attitude, when there's a wrong view, then, then it, then So the defilements aren't only the defilements that we experience that we're looking at, you know, they can also be in the way we are being mindful. So that that, that affects the quality of the mindfulness. Yeah. All yogis go through these phases of going up and down in the practice. Sometimes it feels good, sometimes it doesn't feel right. And he says, and why? Because we're not skillful at recognizing why it is like that. We're always so busy looking at uh, the playing field, you know, all the things that happen in front of us. We forget to find out what's happening to the, the doer, the, the, the actual worker, which is the awareness. So we don't recognize the things that feed our awareness, the thoughts that feed our awareness, our attitudes, our our thoughts um, about ourselves, other people. Energy, These, how much effort? Yeah, the, the energy we put into it. You know, all, all these things feed our awareness. We, we, we don't recognize these inputs into our awareness. Yeah. When we understand the inputs into our awareness, you know, the things that input into our awareness, when we re realize the, uh, when we're able to see the awareness, recognize 
what we do that is feeding the awareness in the right or wrong way, he says, then that's when we learn to, to uh, tune our own awareness. And then yeah. he says, for that person, it becomes smoother and smoother because they know what to do and what not to do for their, so their own that's, awareness. That's called the wisdom of knowing how to practice. He says that wisdom is actually the most important wisdom in practice, is knowing how to practice. Because he says, when we know how to practice, then everything else is within reach. But if we don't know how to practice, then we're at the mercy of the mind and, and you know, it's like an accident, you know, whether you have an insight or not. Yeah, that's why he says when we become skillful at recognizing the mind, how it works and all that, he says we begin we can begin to explore the other things that the Buddha talked about, like what is the cause of cause of the arising of uh, awareness, what is the cause of the cessation mm. of awareness, what makes it improve aware, what makes it imp- awareness improve, you know, and what makes awareness become cause of increase, no, so you don't, yeah, what makes it decrease, become bad, <laughs> become bad quality, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, well, uh, just to this the gentleman's point you talked to then, uh, um, so, so there's there's no real point in investigating awareness per se, or um, not yet, uh, mm-hmm. right? That it's just sort of hanging out in that space, whatever it is, and letting the momentum of mindfulness uh, and wisdom um, surface, whatever it is, where where the where the places might erupt, might exist in awareness. Do you think, do you see mindfulness and awareness being two different things? No. No, okay. Well, I, well mindfulness is, the, uh, it's um, awareness with wisdom combined, correct? Okay, okay, yeah. that's right. The deal, like the deal, like the deal, he says whether we're able to whether we're able to investigate mindfulness or, or awareness or not, it just depends on whether we're able to or not. If we're able to, he said good. If we're not able to, then don't force ourselves. Yeah. For people who are interested in the objects, he says, we develop, um, you know, uh, pushing and pulling towards the object. We we desire some objects, we don't like some objects, that's what it develops. But he says, for people who are interested in the way that they're being mindful, and things that make them the way they are being mindful, he says they learn how to become mindful. More skillfully. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I think my question is slowly getting answered, but I'm not <laughs> sure. Uh, I still feel somewhat confused about where to put the intention. Uh, I'm hearing that you need an object 
for uh, awareness. Mm. But I'm also hearing awareness discussed as if it can become the object itself. Yeah. In which case the object is potentially a support for investigating the awareness. Yeah. But I'm really not so ซึ่งเป็นเรื่องเคลียร์ตัวเอ่อเราตัวเอ่อเราตัวเอ่อเราตัวเอ่อเราตัวเอ่อเราตัวเอ่อเราตัวเอ่อเราตัวเอ่อ
And I'm thinking, wow, that is pretty cool, but am I missing something?
if you practice that satipatthana, that's how I'm here and love him as well. Who I'm loving and love. Don't bother. He says if we, <coughs> if we practice satipatthana continuously, and when I, I think when he says continuously, I would like to emphasize how much, um, how seriously he means it. When he says continuously, <laughs> it's serious. Yes. If we were that dedicated, like, we were really hanging on to Satipatthana like it was going to save our lives. Um, and we did that continuously, he said, then we wouldn't need the other practices because they would appear in, through the, the practice of Satipatthana itself. Yeah, but that's really dedicated. So he gives the example of when he was practicing at home and you know he was uh, running a business so every day when he walked into the market and it's a really busy market in in burma and they've got narrow um, aisles and you know you have to walk through the aisles to get to your shop and he used to get really annoyed because all in in the early morning there are they've got all these coolies to uh, run um, you know your your consignment from say the roadside to your stall and stuff like so all of them will be running back to and fro because early morning is when they're setting up and he said he found it really irritating having to avoid them all the time. And he said, um, but he knew he had to because he was mindful and they were not. They were just rushing. Um, but watching his anger day after day after day, he said, it, eventually, he said he began to see how beneficial it was, you know, that he was getting out of the way. So nobody was getting into the accident. Everyone was starting the day smooth. Um, he was being generous. You know, he was giving way. That's something to give as well. Um, and over, overall, seeing the benefit of all that, he started having metta. Mm -hmm. So his dosa from watching it every day and then learning changed to metta. And then he was full, filled with joy every day um, doing the same route. Yeah. This is real. He says he didn't ever recite a single word of metta to them. <laughs> didn't say, be happy, be happy. <laughs> 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 he said there was not a single word of that. He 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 Yes, yes, yes. Just yesterday he said something and I thought that was very useful because somebody asked something about sometime vipassana and it's very similar to this and he said that in retreat he says yes this is how you practice this is you know because you're learning how to practice this way but he says at home he says do what helps you in that moment. You have to look at the situation. When he was at home, he did sometimes. Vipassana a lot. That was most of what filled his day. But he did a lot of um, some exercises to fill up the time and to just be building awareness as well. Mm. Yes. Um, I have a question about um, sometimes during sitting meditation <coughs> when mindfulness becomes strong. Um, mostly at retreat, I guess. There are periods when it feels like there's kind of, um, 
It feels very calm and it feels like a very pure kind of awareness. And I'm. Hello. I guess the question is: is is it important to? I mean, I don't identify the sense doors at those times. It feels like it's just awareness, but. I mean, is that okay, or does that sound too fuzzy or vague? I mean, it sounds, it feels clear at the time, but I mean. But you do know what is mine, so in that era, no, no, yarabo. So, so you could do. Yeah, object, yeah, mine. So you need to be clear in that time. Ask yourself, which is the mind, which is the object, what is being known, what is knowing, so you know, so you can, you should be able to see that clearly in that space. Okay. How many? That doesn't sound like what's going on this time, for me. I mean, I think. So maybe it needs to be more refined. So maybe you need to ask the question. You need to ask the yes. question. Yes. Yeah. What is the which is the mind? Anything what else. is being known? Mm. And then what am I learning? Yeah. yeah. There was a phrase in, in one of his books that, that sort of struck me, made me wonder about it. It was something like I think he he said to a questioner, Well, you're you're simply enjoying a mind state. Mm. You're not meditating or something like that. Uh-huh. And, I, and I wondered if that was what was going on When there is no wisdom, there is a real danger that we're just enjoying the mind state and not actively being... Yeah. 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 Especially if we think it's pleasant, yeah. uh, then, you know, attack you know liking mm-hmm. is is automatically and when there is no wisdom he says um, then wisdom doesn't see it as it is so then without wisdom the mind then judges it judges as good or bad because yeah. it doesn't see it as nature then when it judges then if it's good it's going to like it then you know liking comes attachment etc but that's not our goal. I think it's seductive because it oh. it feels like it has a quality of clarity. Yeah. Because it feels good. Yeah. Feels good and clear. <laughs> but it's still only a sensory pleasure. If it was unpleasant, would you continue to do that? No. No. <laughs> so don't get attached to it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. I, I'm wondering about uh, liking and disliking. Um, it seems like, uh, you know, at a certain level, it's it's very natural and it will never stop. Yeah, automatically happening. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when I mean, and I I know that. Um, uh, craving is, you know, <laughs> de- defilement. But uh, desire, at some level, I mean, seems like natural process that will also never stop. But um, I, at the beginning of his little blue book, mm-hmm. "Don't Look Down on the Defilements," there's all these questions. You know, like, have you ever looked at somebody and said? You know, I like something about this person, or I dislike something yeah. about that person, or about myself. Or um, those questions didn't strike me as they would all be defilements; that they would just be natural thinking 
you know, like, dislike, desire, don't desire, it's not hardened into craving. So are they truly defilements to simply like and dislike things? <laughs> a fire is a fire even when it's small. It can grow big. A snake is will grow into a big snake when it's a big <laughs> Same with the developments. Well, like, you know, I like cherries, but I don't like bananas or something. That's yeah, a problem. You yeah, should be totally neutral. <laughs> There's no should. There's no should. It's only to recognize what is. It's not easy to upload the defilements at that subtle level, at the subtle level at which we function on a daily uh, basis. He says, all we can do is recognize. All he wants us to do is recognize that it's happening. Well, here is some, some desire. Here is some liking. Um, just recognize it. Acknowledge it. The mind is so good. We can't stop the mind from happening. Liking, disliking, Liking, disliking is like automatic. It springs up every moment. He says, awareness is crawling on its knees to catch up. It's like Superman. So, how much how much must we practice? Constantly. Constantly. Yeah, he said it's got to get to the point where the the place of wisdom and defilements is is opposite. Now, defilement is sitting in the chair. Wisdom is waiting. You know, it's got to be wisdom sitting in the chair. Defilement's waiting. <laughs> Okay. 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 <coughs> that you're really liking this, but do you need to have cherries every single day? You know, and where does it turn into the craving? So the Buddha giving the whole chapters to Vedana, to me, it seems like it's 
that point seems like very essential to catch it there, you know, mm. where it's pleasant and unpleasant and whether it's, I don't know, maybe it's just an observation. So <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, the Buddha didn't write the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Piazza, chapter to Kulo, we did not jump yet. Tarry, we just have to observe things as they are. Wisdom will arise. When wisdom arises, at that time, there is no craving or aversion. Only at that time. Middle way, That's when it's the middle way, when there is wisdom. Wisdom arising, the middle way arising, then the sooner way. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.